Today's episode of Beyond the Mask is presented by the team at CRNA Financial Planning. Get a free consultation today to be guided through the complexities of investing and financial planning. Just visit crnafinancialplanning.com. Beyond the Mask is also sponsored by crnaeducation.com. CRNAs, you can get the CE credits you need by just going to crnaeducation.com. They have over 100 AANA prior-approved credits, all four core CPC modules, and even over 40 pharmacology credits. No subscriptions. It's all online and mobile-friendly. Just go to crnaeducation.com. And don't forget, listening to our podcast can earn you Class B credits. For more information on how you can submit them, check out our CE credit tab on our website, beyondthemaskpodcast.com. Welcome to Beyond the Mask, innovation and opportunities for CRNAs and advanced practice nurses with certified financial planner Jeremy Stanley and CRNA Sharon Pierce. Jeremy Stanley has worked with CRNAs for more than 23 years, and Sharon Pierce is a former president of the AANA and the NCANA. Join us as we leave the operating room and learn the latest in the CRNA and advanced practice nurse industries. Beyond the Mask starts in 10, 9, 8, 7. Sharon, good morning. This I'm morning. good. I'm good, actually. Where are we this um, morning? We are at the Marriott in Charleston, South Carolina, at the NCANA meeting. Yeah, I'm excited about this meeting. Love oh, Charleston, gosh. by the way. Oh, yes. What's not to love about Charleston? Mm. The weather last night when we come in was fantastic. Oh, it's beautiful. It's supposed to be cloudy and raining, and it's cleared off, and it's going to be sunny the whole weekend. Mm. and. Nobody's going to want to sit in meetings. They're going to want to go out and eat and drink and have a good time in Charleston, well, right? We're not taping as much this meeting, so we'll, we <laughs> yeah, might we, actually be able to join we're people. We're not because we've got so many other things on our oh, plate right now up. that we've got to do. So, but um, <laughs> Anyway, so we've got another great podcast lined up this morning, yes, actually with somebody who's an old pro. Oh, this will be her third time joining us. Wow. She does such a spectacular job, and that's mm-hmm. why we keep asking her back. That's right. Caroline oh, Kilman, welcome to <laughs> the show you. for the third time. Oh, I'm so excited. It's an honor. We, I don't think we've had many people on three times. I don't think we've had anybody on three yeah, times. I don't Maybe think Randy have. Moore. That's it. Yeah. You and Randy you Moore. You and Randy Moore. Look at that. Oh, oh my gosh. Wow. <laughs> I'm I'm you blushing. You can't see me, but I'm blushing. <laughs> uh, well, you have a, you have been a little under the weather, so uh, we'll uh, hopefully get through this. And you do. Sharon said you had a sexy voice. Oh. You got the raspiness <laughs> going on today. Oh yes, I. You know, I've I've been working a lot and um, just a little under the weather, but I'm here. I'm excited. I've got. Two cups of coffee in my system. Yep. We're doing it. You're good. All right. Well, let's get it on. Well, Caroline, <laughs> <laughs> for, for our listeners who don't know who you are, give a little bit about your background and then kind of introduce your topic to us. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I'm Caroline Kilman. I'm one of the chief CRNAs um, at Atrium Wake Forest Baptist and inpatient. I graduated from the Wake Forest School of Nursing Anesthesia in 2019. And previously, I was very involved as the student representative to the education committee within the AANA. I currently serve as the Region 2 Director for NCANA, as well as chair the PR committee. 
And regarding this topic, I started my chief position um, last November and um, a couple of things just lined up and I was like, you know, rather than having so many people reach out because they're curious about the profession, let's kind of standardize um, what we have going on. And I recently did a lecture at the District 1 and 2 meeting for NCANA, and my topic was Don't Hide From Your Shadow, um, the importance of creating an ICURN and CRNA shadowing program. Oh, okay. Well, that sounds very interesting. So tell us a little bit more about it. We know how it got started because we all know that ICU nurses frequently want to come down and shadow CRNAs because they're interested in the profession. So I'm sure that's where this seed came from. Oh, yeah. So actually, um, at the last NCANA meeting last year in Wilmington, um, there was a chief CRNA meeting and Dr. Bernardo was like, let's have a head of the bed campaign create more of a welcoming environment for ICU nurses that want to come down and shadow. And she was like, Caroline, are you having a lot of ICU RNs reach out to you? And I was like, yes. And then every chief in that meeting was like, they do, but you know, sometimes it's a little difficult and we don't know how to go about it. And I was like, we should create something formalized. Mm -hmm. So it kind of sat with me and I was like, let's create something that not only can we be more welcoming and have these ICURNs come down in shadow, but we can collect data from them and track it. Um, and then, yeah. of course, I'm like, this could be a great DMP project. project. Oh, gosh, yes. So um, I kind of thought as to how... I shadowed a CRNA, and I'm going to name drop, but Dwayne Bird at Mm -hmm. ECU, Dwayne Bird, um, I reached out to him when I was working in the CICU at Vidant, now ECU Health, didn't know him from Adam, sent him an email, I was like, you might not even email me back, he set me up with a shadowing experience, it was wonderful, thank you, Dwayne, and he looked at me and he goes, you should apply to Wake Forest, so I did, and here I am now, so thank you, Dwayne, but I think about that, (laughs) and I'm like, I wonder if because I definitely had to do some digging. And, and a lot of people say, I've shadowed because I know someone, sure. like my aunt's a CRNA. And I'm like, let's open up this opportunity so it's not who you know. It's more available for people that mm-hmm. maybe don't have connections um, to CRNAs. And then when you open it to more people, you standardize it, and then you collect that data. And then from that data, what can you do um, to make your program better? And how can it kind of evolve from there could it be a mentorship program things like that so that's how that's kind of how it started and I also felt really really compelled to start a program like this just because as you know anesthesia the world of anesthesia everybody needs surgeries we are a growing profession and there's um, a lot of need for CRNAs and then I really wanted to highlight the talent that's at my institution for the ICU nurses that want to become CRNAs, you know, in the future, they don't, they, they can be an ICURN at Atrium Wake Forest Baptist and then come back and work as a CRNA there. So it's more of like a, a homegrown type of feeling mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. So Caroline, is this just at Baptist or are you looking at taking the system wide for Atrium? So right now it's just at Baptist. I know that um, there are shadowing opportunities at Atrium, Maine, like in Charlotte, and there are actually a lot of other shadowing programs 
that are a little bit more broad that are kind of controlled by HR. But this one, very interestingly, is uh, started by me and my co-chief. And we have kind of started it as being a focused group to ICURNs where I know that the main goal is to have it open to anybody. Um, but currently, coming back from COVID, we have a few restrictions and things. Right. So how did you get this started? I mean, who did you go to? What group? Was it HR? You know, how did it all kind of come together? That's a really good question. So um, how it came together was, is I had a conversation with all of the CRNAs in our department. We have pediatric, outpatient, um, of course, my director. And we said, you know, we have a lot of ICURNs at this institution that want to come down and shadow. Maybe we should send out a system-wide email saying, if you'd like that opportunity, contact me. We'll set it up and go from there. And we had to kind of all be in agreement that, you know, um, it would be a good day with our staffing, things like that, thinking about when a good time for people to come down would be. And then we kind of said, you know, we need to get HR on board just to make sure that we're not violating any policies. Right. Um, so we got HR on board and then it kind of blew up because they said, this is fantastic. And not really? only, they said, not only is this going to help with ICU nurses that are like, wow, they definitely like HRM Wake Forest Baptist is supporting me wanting to continue my education. Right. But it's how they recruit ICU nurses into atrium oh, they say i never even thought about yep, that yep so we um and i'll That's get to awesome. that i know i know I so know. they said when they're recruiting icu nurses they say we have the shadowing program oh. so if you'd like to become a crna we have this program oh for you my god that's brilliant and we support you so now we have more icu nurses coming here because that they know that the icus would be really receptive of that and that's kind of sometimes icu nurses that are interested in becoming crnas I, like I, Jeremy's daughter. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Who came down she to She came shadow. Uh-huh. Yeah, but she's at Duke now, but hopefully she'll, we'll pull her back. Oh, yeah. yeah. Get her back. <laughs> I, mean, I always say any CRNA in North Carolina, any CRNA in, in, in general um, is a win. But the ICU nurse managers, sometimes they say, well, if I'm just going to have you for two years and you're going to leave and go to school, like, I, you know, I, I don't want that. And sometimes you know, certain units can have that negative connotation. But at, but at least they have them for that long because they're going to be yeah. the best nurses that they have. Exactly. Right. And and not only that, but once you see that this program is full circle, you're going to bring more ICU nurses in. Mm-hmm. So it just shows that once you're here home at Atrium Wake Forest Baptist, we support your education as being an ICU RN. And then you're going to be as a CRNA dropping patients off in these ICUs. Yeah. And it's just full circle. So you've got a relationship there yeah. too. Yeah. So I, I guess one question that comes to my mind too, though, is yeah, you've got them shadowing, but did you get the school and Richie and, and them involved in this as well to maybe set something up and say, oh, here's what the education is like and so forth? Are you integrating that piece as well? That is an excellent question. Um, Wake Forest University um, nursing anesthesia program, as always, has been very supportive and amazing to work with. I let Richie and um, Cliff know that I was starting this program, and they, of course, have the previous program was H3A, the heads, hearts, hands of anesthesia. Now it's the C2A&E, the critical care anesthesia nursing um, exploration program. So it's for ICU nurses or really anyone in general that 
is interested in becoming a CRNA. So what they did, because they knew I was starting this program, is those who went through the program had first dibs on going oh. to the class and ensuring that they had a seat. So that was priority for um, all of the shadowies that participated in our nice. program. That was a, extremely a class. Nice. Yep, yeah, it's a um, two-day event where they go over all of uh, very introductory um, concepts of anesthesia and kind of really ICU nurses, ICU nursing and taking it the next step and incorporating anesthesia concepts. I did the respiratory lecture and then they have a simulation where they get to intubate things like that and then they have optional pathways where they can do mock interviews and what to expect of course because we've all been there and know that interviews can sometimes be intimidating so it's a two-day event where they go over anesthesia concepts but also prepare you for your interviews Mm -hmm. it's amazing course Attention all certified nurse anesthetists. Are you in need of a reliable and quality continuing education option? Well, look no further than crnaeducation.com. We are an NBCRNA recognized provider offering all four core CPC modules to meet your certification requirements. You can choose from more than 100 AANA prior approved Class A CE credits with 43 articles covering a wide range of anesthesia topics. Need pharmacology CE credits? Well, we've got you covered there as well with over 40 pharmacology CE credits available. All credits are completed online and are mobile friendly. Choose articles worth one, two, or three credits. There's no subscriptions, no hidden fees, just the CE credits you need when you need them. Owned by CRNAs since 2011, you can trust in our commitment to your education. And customer service is always a quick email or phone call or even text away. To sign up and find out more about our education options, visit crnaeducation.com, your partner in continuing education. That's crnaeducation.com. So how many ICU RNs have actually shadowed so far? That's a great question. So I'm going to actually tell you how surprised I was when this kind of all started. So um, once I got the approval of, um, and I talked with the ICU nurse managers, let them know, of course, they were very excited. Um, I established a focus group because I said, we cannot send this information out to everyone just because, as you know, um, we're a level one academic trauma center and our CRNAs, every day, I can't pair them with an SRNA from the school and pair them with an ICU RN. So let's have a focus group. And that would be all the ICU nurses at Atrium Wake Forest Baptist. So I took a beautiful photo of one of my CRNAs. Her name is Jenny Pasquini, Dr. Pasquini, of her um, holding a mask. And I sent out a system-wide email to all the ICU RNs with the permission of HR, the nurse managers and everything. And I said the who, what, when, where, and why of this shadowing program. I sent it out January 2nd by a two days, three days later, I had a hundred responses. <gasps> I know, what? I know. I was like, oh my gosh, what did I do? Cause I definitely took on more than I could. So I was like, okay. Whew. So right now we've had 70, give or take. You are wow. kidding Yeah, and it, it was over a couple months. It was over yeah, a couple months. 70, that's amazing. We've had 70. <laughs> and um, right now, um, which now granted different ICU nurses are applying to different programs. Cause sure. some of them are travelers and everything. 
Um, and just from January till now, we've had six get into nurse anesthesia programs. And a lot wow. of them are still interviewing. Because mm-hmm. um, some of the schools, like we have an ICURN who was from South Dakota, and their admission was in the summer. Sure. So he already let me know. So anyways, it's just the first year in the first cohort. So that's pretty exciting. So yeah, what really all good. data are you collecting? Are you just tell me. Yeah, yeah. I've got a lot of questions. About I, know, that. I know. It's exciting. So previously when we had um, ICU nurses come down and shadow, there were so many. And honestly, we would have three or four a day and I had to dial that back. So I had to get my scheduling a little bit better and more refined. So when they come down, I didn't collect any data about I would get their name and I'd give them a packet of information with, you know, good stuff about our nursing anesthesia programs in North Carolina and scholarships, but I didn't ask them any questions. And I said, you know what? I need to ask them more questions because this is something that could lead to a lot of change. Mm -hmm. So I asked them, how long have they been a registered nurse in the ICU? What ICU are they coming from? Of course, how did they hear about us through the email, things like that? What nursing anesthesia programs are you interested in? when do you plan on applying? And then I ask questions of like, what could we do to make our process better? Um, Would you recommend this to any of your ICU RNs that are also interested in becoming a CRNA? So I kind of like, I look and I see a lot of like trauma ICU RNs are the biggest Mm -hmm. cohort that come. Mm -hmm. Second to that is the CT ICU. Mm -hmm. Um, Third to that is the MICU. Um, We have, I typically only allow ICU RNs to come up, but I do have like uh, an ED nurse that does PRN in the ICU that came up. Um, so I just kind of collect that data and see where they're coming from and if, are they travelers? And how many of them are, I would say, know that they want to be a CRNA and are doing their ICU mm-hmm. experience for two years, or they have five to six years of experience and are ready to further their education and are seeing if this is an option. So um, those are the, the kind of questions I'm asking. And then, are you asking them why they became interested in nurse anesthesia in the beginning? I know. Which I find interesting. I know. I need that. Yes, I know. <laughs> Jeremy's doing the money. So yes. They print dollar bills. Uh, yeah, but I mean, when I went in the nurse anesthesia, I had like no anymore. idea. Shut up. I had I, I had no <laughs> idea. Say that again. Uh, you know, I just wanted to be autonomous, and I wanted to do my own thing. Yeah, it wasn't a, yeah, so a lot of, and so that's actually, Dr. Pierce, that is a great question because a lot, as you know, with the environment post-COVID and during COVID, some of these ICU RNs are making more than CRNAs. Oh, listen, at at the hospital that I worked at, the circulating nurses were making more than the CRNAs. Oh, Because they were all travelers. Yes. And it it was a real problem. And so the chief there was going to administration about it. And I said, you need to ask, is the pay commensurate with the level of responsibility? And would you let the circulator put you to sleep? No. Okay, well, then you need to make the pay of the CRNAs commensurate with their level of responsibility. So, yeah. So I think Mm -hmm. that's a, that's a gorgeous question. And I, I'm number one, I just wrote that down. You guys of why do you want to become a CRNA or what initially made you interested? Because, because I would speculate that if it's all about the money, Exactly. And now that's we're not going to, uh, I mean, and, and now we're, we're in an environment where yeah. they, they don't have to be a CRNA to make a really good income. So well. the people that want to, the people that have come down, um, which that's not one of my questions and I'm going to incorporate that into my 
little datascape, but I think that a lot of them that come down when I talk to them, they're like, I've always wanted to be a CRNA yes, or I was, that's what I was, you want the answer to be. Yeah, yeah. Or I was put to sleep by a CRNA. Yep. Um, and they woke me up. And yeah. <laughs> they were so nice. Uh, yeah. They landed the plane <laughs> or they say, I see, and they'll name drop and they'll say, I see X CRNA, Y CRNA, Z CRNA drop off. Um, these yeah. cardiac patients or these thoracotomies, they bring them up to the ICU and they know so much and I'm so inspired by them. So they just see us firsthand mm-hmm. yeah. um, dropping off these patients postoperatively in the and ICU. And get so impressed. I will yeah, and never they say, I want to do yeah. that. I, I already ahead. knew that I wanted to be a CRNA whenever I was in nursing school, and which it's amazing that I went ahead and went on. But the first, I saw a bad airway and it was a CRNA only practice in a small hospital and I was rotating through as a as a student nurse and patient turned black, she couldn't get the airway, she started yelling, they, a CRNA from the room next door come in to help her. And I thought, why did I decide to do this particular <laughs> profession? So anyway, then well, I had to have surgery and I told the CRNA who put me to sleep, I'm going to do what you do one day. I was 19 and 10 okay. years later I went to work for him. Oh, I love it. I love it. See, I thought you were going to say dropping off. I thought you were going to say, I saw them dropping their kids off at school. She was driving a Tesla. And then I saw her husband, and he's driving a Range Rover. And that's why I wanted to be a financial. That's how the financial guy thinks. But I knew I went went driving her Tesla. I went to ICU to work, and I will never forget Ann Wise. You probably don't know her. She's long retired. But I had a patient. He was 18. He had to be intubated. He wound up dying. But I remember her coming up and being so professional. And she wound up teaching me when I went to school. And she had no recollection of it. But I was watching her intently Yeah. as she came up. And she talked to the young man and told him what she was going to do. And she was going to put him to sleep to put a breathing tube in. And she was just simply awesome. And I, I love said, it. I just want to be like that. And I, and that's like uh, half of the people that come up, they, they're like, I have seen them multiple mm-hmm. times and I'm inspired by them. And then not only that, but they say, can I shadow Devin Miller? Yes. Can, can I shadow him? Because I've seen him multiple times. Um, so now they're like name dropping who they want to shadow. And I'm oh. like, that's because they, yeah. And they're so yes. inspired. So it's, it's been a wonderful experience, and I wrote down on my questionnaire, why do you want to be a CRNA? What has inspired you? Beyond the Mask is made possible by the team at CRNA Financial Planning. With almost two decades of experience, the firm guides CRNAs through the complexities of investing and financial planning. Schedule a free consultation today by calling 855-304-3748 or go online to crnafinancialplanning.com. So what have you gotten from your, evalu- when they evaluate the experience itself, what are you hearing from those nurses? So a lot of them come back up into my office and they say, oh, I know I want to do this. And then they say, can I have a letter of recommendation? And a lot of times I'll pull, like if they shadowed Dr. Devin Miller, I'll say, hey, is there anything in particular that you really enjoyed about this person? And he'll say, oh, they're a go-getter. They asked me various questions about the difference between SIBO and ISO. And so they were very involved. So that's been a great opportunity too. And then a lot, what I hear too, is that, that they want to come back down because they're applying 
everywhere. Mm. And that's something too that kind of creates more centralization of this program. Some nurse anesthesia programs require shadowing experience. So it just makes it easier for them to get that and um, to go forward with that. So that's been really, really nice. So you give them a nice little certificate saying they shadow. I, we have a shadow form. Um, yeah. We have a general one that I give them just in case they do apply to nurse anesthesia programs. Um, but when they come back up and they fill out the questionnaire, I have a folder for them, of course, like with my contact information, my co-chief Marty Robertson's contact information. And I put information in there regarding scholarships in North Carolina, nurse That's anesthesia nice. programs in North Carolina, Beyond the Mass podcast. <laughs> Thank put you. That really? I sure do. I have a picture. Um, I put AANA, NCANA. Some of them have went to the District 3 and 4 meeting in mm -hmm. February. There was three ICU nurses that uh -huh. were there at that meeting. So I put meeting information in there. And then I put, like, little trinkets, like, um, from the meeting. We'll have leftover bags and lanyards. And That's so nice. Caitlin has been amazing at giving me little goodies to give them, T-shirts and stuff. And then Everybody I actually like swag. Swag, yes. <laughs> and actually, I have one Didn't that CRNA. Sound cool? <laughs> it did sound cool. Yeah. Swag. Um, so <laughs> I have I have one CRNA, Hollis Wells, sweet Hollis. She, of course, is very fashionable. But what she does is she gives me all of her old last season scrub caps. So then I wash them and then have them in my office. And when I'm like, "Do you want to go shadow?" I'm like, "Hey, do you want to pick a scrub cap?" And they pick a scrub cap, and then when they leave, they try to give it back. I'm like, no, you take it. And then when I go and drop my patients off in the ICU, they're in the ICU they're wearing, wearing their scrub caps. Oh. I know. Well, you know what you need to do is you need to have special scrub caps made that say shadow CRNA. or You're really good with with being creative. And so they get that. And then everybody knows they're shadowing or you can say future crna oh, or something i'm writing like this that. down Sharon. yeah and then they can wear that at work. you're on it this morning i, like I know it. I like must it must be this coffee out of my gale club YouTube, I, think, so. <laughs> I know but you know i love caroline i wanted her to be my daughter-in-law <laughs> I, know, I know you've <laughs> always been let son, down by that i know so. and my son was so stupid and would not call her mm. he was so scared he took one look at her and saw how oh, beautiful and God smart yeah. You missed it. I'm flattered. She's a well, catch, for sure. I I'm, wanted her to be my daughter-in-law. <laughs> I'm, I'm still your daughter. I'm your nurse anesthesia daughter. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So out of some of this feedback, have you made any improvements in the program along yeah. the way? Yeah. So initially, um, it was just kind of they give me when they can come down. Um, I just kind of, I don't know, want. Wang it, wang it. I don't know. Whatever. I, I just wing it. wang it, wang it. it. I wing, wang, 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 wang. I winged it. I wing, wang, wang. I, I winged it at it. Um, so I would pick them up um, at the blood bank centralized location. The first thing, number one, I did is I was just writing down for the next day who was coming on posted notes. Number one, if this is something that you're going to incorporate into your unit um, or department, get a calendar that's shareable because I have a co-chief because our department's so large and we check it every day of who's coming the next day, know who they are. So when we go down to the blood bank, we look at their badge and say, oh, hey, Corey, nice to meet you. I'm Caroline. Let's go um, have a location for their belongings. Of course, like we've gotten better about um, giving them information and things like that. So improvements are just kind of having a centralized location, a standardized time, how to get them scrubs, tell them what to bring, lunch money, how long are you going to stay. 
Yeah. Um, and then when they leave, I of course now have um, a data collection form and give them something, um, information which is all online of things in North Carolina or whatever, whatever state and facility that you're at. Like for instance, we also, I give them information about becoming a CRNA at Atrium Wake Forest Baptist. Of course. This is currently what our salary is. When you're in school, we have a stipend program. That also, would be my next question. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I put in all the, all the information about working, working and inpatient. Um, and then another thing that I've learned too along the way is incorporate your other departments. So my chief CRNA is an outpatient and in peds, a lot of times those CRNAs will say, I really want to shadow a pediatric CRNA. So I'm yep. like, no problem. I've already, you know, got them on board and they set up a day and time. And if they do that, then, you know, that chief CRNA will give them information about working in peds and what that looks like. And we have hybrid positions. So um, just make sure that you have something to give them that will just help them excel and like the AANA fact sheet of CRNAs, mm -hmm. the history of it. Like with when I have a little um, Beyond the Mass podcast uh, flyer in there and I'm like, listen to the history. Like um, Sandra Ouellette and Nancy Brute Marie, like that is one of the best podcasts to listen to. So it just gives them information of saying, and this is how nurse anesthesia was founded. So I think that that's something I've learned because initially I just, you know, gave them my business card and now it's just blown up and they right. have packets of information. Take that with them. is incredible. So you work in an ACT environment mm -hmm. at Atrium. I do. Um, have you had discussions about the different types of models that CRNAs work in? Yeah, yeah. That is a really, really wonderful question. So um, I work in an ACT environment and we um, practice... Um, as a level one academic trauma center. So the anesthesiologists who I work with are incredible. They were born and bred to teach. And when these ICU RNs are with their CRNAs, they take it to the next level. And that's been such a wonderful thing because of course our CRNAs have SRNAs with them. So it's been a really great environment for them to see. Also these ICU RNs know these anesthesiologists. Mm -hmm. They're you know sometimes covering the ICUs at night. So it's really great for them to form those relationships and say, hey, I saw you covering the MACU last night um, as an intensivist. So um, definitely tell them um, this is the environment that we work in and it's very, very focused on teaching and we have incredible teammates, but there also is an option to practice as a 1099 CRNA only. And that's where I pull more of the AANA information in and I say, this is what nurse anesthesia looks like. This is where you can practice um, and kind of give them the history there. Oh, Jeremy, you might not, not know this. I know you've heard me say it, but before I went to the OR to shadow and well, just and I decided I wanted to be a CRNA. They, they did have an anesthesiologist there occasionally, and he would do the pre-ops on the floor. I was a student nurse, and he asked me, he said, I've heard you're really sharp. You ever thought about being a nurse anesthetist? And I didn't even know wow. such a thing existed. Oh my gosh. And he I said, yes, yeah, so you need to, when you go to the OR, and he told me that now. Uh, if you mean that, after all this, you know, that that guy's probably been run out of business for saying well, that Well, I you won't now, say but. his name out loud <laughs> on the that, that is wonderful. Uh, That's absolutely wonderful. And the anesthesiologist 
um, that we work with, they're like, hey, like, have, have you put in a 16 gauge before? And of course, in the ICU, mm -hmm. typically your patients have central lines. Mm -hmm. So that's a skill that, you know, when they become an SRNA, they're not as comfortable with. And they're like, that is true. They used to have to work in the holding room with dots. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. So, so, you know, they, some of the ICU nurses come back up and they say, you know, Dr. So-and-so, um, let me put in a 16 gauge IV today. I've never done that before. Yeah, and I'm nice. like, I, I know. And so they've been really, really supportive and incredible. And it's an honor to work with the anesthesiologists that I work with. And, and, and well, at least they, they bought into the program. And they're so like, I've had anesthesiologists when these ICU nurses come down, they put their stethoscope on them and they're like, we're going to have a good day today. So it's just That's the attitude great. and the support and the love and the kindness um, has been incredible. Well, you know, there may be acrimony at the level, the, uh, pl the political level, but truly you don't see it at the bedside, I think. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, I, I think everybody is professional enough that they don't bring it to the bedside in our area. Yeah. I know yeah. it happens in other places, yeah. Yeah. but I'm glad that there's buy-in. Buy -in. So if you've had six admitted, you're at about a 10% rate at yeah. this point. At this yeah. point, and a lot of the interviews haven't happened did you like yet. Math? I did. You did good. <laughs> I, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I told you you're on it this morning. It you must be are. that Yale coffee you're drinking. I know. I, my so, son-in-law gave this to me, oh. my Yale cup. I saw it when I came in. I was like, I like that. Yeah. Snazzy. Grant had it made for me. Nice. I, um, I'm, well, I'm not good at math. I always tell people I'm like, I titrate to effect. So, there you go. Um, <laughs> I like it. We're, we're at 10% and a lot of the interviews haven't happened yet. And, you know, I, I send kind of like my, I have a big folder of um, those who have come down and shadowed and where they're interviewing. And just recently I sent out just a follow-up email and I'm like, hey, when you're getting into school, because some of them have asked me for letters of recommendation, sure. which I pull who they're with that day. And I say, when you get in, send me an email. Yeah. I want to know. I want to celebrate. And I also tell um, my staff CRNAs, like, um, Bobby got into nurse anesthesia school. You know, I let them know. And they're like, yes. And I'm like, so three years from now. Doesn't that feel good? It feels I, amazing. Because yeah. I get emails through the podcast of people who are interested in going to nurse anesthesia school and I'll talk to them and give them advice and whatnot and then a couple of years later I'll just get a text that hey I got in I'll be starting I have one gal that'll show up and I mean so it feels good it does it does and also like I think a big reason too why it, I just felt so compelled to do this is because you know anyone that's interested should have the opportunity to do it and just making it an easier process for people, number one, shows that CRNAs are supportive. Mm -hmm. if, if you want to become a part of our profession, let's support you from, mm -hmm. from the ground up. Um, right. and, I, and just as I felt as if I was, you know, when I was an SRNA, I was supported by everyone and extending that back to the ICU level is really important. And I don't know if that goes along with the history of nursing either, being supportive of one another. Well, so if CRNAs true. can show that they are, you know, that differentiates you in the marketplace as well. This is Jackie Rolls, President of the International Federation of Nurse Anesthetists. I'm inviting you to attend the 15th World Congress for Nurse Anesthetists, May 7th through 9th, 
2026 in Brisbane, Australia. I promise you that you will love meeting nurse anesthetists from around the world, attending the multitude of Congress sessions, and exploring the many unique experiences that Brisbane has to offer. Hold a koala bear, feed kangaroos directly from your hand, climb Story Bridge, one of the only three climbing bridges in the world, or travel to snorkel the Great Barrier Reef. This is one Congress you do not want to miss. Cheers! Carolyn, has there been any talk of maybe transitioning the shadowing program into more of a mentorship program? That's a great question. So actually, I had one of the ICURNs formulate a mentorship program from this program and propose it to me and that she would um, help drive it. And I was like, number one, I was like, when you go to interview, tell them this. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Because this would be another extension of the DMP project. Um, But right now, we're just kind of sitting with the shadowing program that we have. We do have indirect mentorship. Um, We've had a lot of the ICU RNs who shadow those CRNAs, get their contacts, you know, ask them questions, things like that. I'm thinking in a couple of years, maybe create a mentorship program, but that would be in collaboration with the school, other departments, get more CRNAs on board. Right. Maybe that's more of an NCANA thing. That's what I was just sitting here yeah. thinking, you know, maybe collaboration amongst NCANA bringing, you know, different facilities together to do this. Yeah. So when I, when we had three ICURNs attend the district three and four meeting, I was like, we could just have a 30 minute like cocktail hour and pair them like where they're from or if they did get into school, what school are they going to and who are graduates from that institution, just kind of pair them together. (laughs) So that's, that's a great idea. That's great. You know, I'm just going to, because you know, in our industry, like, um, you know, if we're trying to recruit, you know, advisors from other places, we invite them to our meetings so that they can, you know, interact with other advisors and get a feel for it. And, you know, our industry is very sharing and and caring. Um, You know, we all want to see everybody succeed. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I think that's a great idea. Well, the other thing you could do is talk to Sandy and Nancy here. So if you have something going on, if you've advised them to listen to the historical series, mm-hmm. these students, I mean, love running into Sandy and Nancy. Well, they could, they could just do a happy hour yes. down there with Sandy and Nancy. Yes, and, and they I love that. would love that. Yeah. So you and need that, to stop and Sandy and, talk and Nancy to them. would show up as long as you bought their drinks. That's They'd be it. good to go. I'll open tab for them. That's <laughs> it. Only <laughs> white wine for Nancy. Red wine gives her a headache now. That's right. That's right. <laughs> We'll drink the red. Yeah, yeah. You and I will yes. drink the red. Yes, yes, absolutely uh, we will. Oh, this is this, this is, is really good stuff. I love it. And, you know, it hasn't aired yet, but we uh, taped a podcast with two CRNAs who put together a program. Once you're a CRNA and you're coming into the new environment, they put together a mentorship program at their facility. Oh. So... I need to connect you with that those ladies so that whenever you get, you said you're at 50% staffing right now, you're mm-hmm. going to have to orient these new CRNAs whenever you hire them and everybody knows that Caroline Kilman is their <laughs> chief and you're going to be inundated with CRNAs. So we'll hook you up with those two ladies so I that you can yeah. chat. Sounds like another program you can oversee. That's right. It's what you need, something else, else to do. To right do. Oh, my, oh my goodness. <laughs> I, I have been 
been very busy these days, but all, all positive things. Well, all stuff. Well, yeah. one last thing. You know that the anesthesiologists are recruiting heavily in ICU nurses to get them to go to AA school. So, yeah. you know, uh, listeners out there, um, you need to be recruiting from the ICU nurses. Absolutely. CRNA, everything. Um, and I think that's another reason, too, of, of reaching out and saying, like, let's stay in the nursing profession. And, and this, is, this is something historically um, going back of we've done this since the 1800s. Um, and we want you as an ICURN to go down the CRNA pathway because yeah. that leads to a lot of other options versus becoming an AA. Well, and if they don't know any better. Right. Yeah, if, they, um, if they're if, uninformed. Yes, about the AA program. And it's going to be harder mm. to push back if you know that they're an RN before they're an AA, right? The biggest yeah. difference we have been saying is you can have a degree in anything, but they're actively recruiting RNs to become AAs. And how, what kind of pushback can you have from that? I know. You can't. You can. I know. Wow. So what you're doing is very, very important. And people need to be doing this all over the country. Yeah. I, I think so, too. And I, I think um, just by having the meeting last year and talking to all the chiefs of saying, whatever you want your um, shadowing program to look like, and however it flows for your department, that's fantastic. But make sure that you give them information about our profession and nursing anesthesia schools and, and establish a contact there um, because that's also, that leaves a lasting in, impression just like yeah. Dwayne did on me. So, yeah. um, so I think that that's really important. Um, and I, maybe this is something that the how-tos go on the AANA, like how do chief CRNAs all over the country create this? Yeah, I was going to say, I think this is something ANA yeah. needs to pick up at their level, especially after what you just said, Sharon. I yeah. think that's important um, as you move forward. I mean, yeah. I mean, if you could put a PDF file together of all your little things that well, you, you know, stick I was out. Just we thinking, could, your process, if you, because you, you're kind of honing in your process. I mean, you go down to the blood lab, you pick them up, you know, whatever. You know, that would be great. Make a little template. Maybe that would be something that could make, be shareable. Yeah, make you a Dropbox file, and anybody could tap into that Dropbox file and pull out. Yeah. Something else for you to do. Yeah. Oh. I'm really. <laughs> well, you, you stick around, and you're going to have a whole day's worth of work with us today. So. I love it. I love um, it. Well, Caroline, as we kind of wrap up and conclude here, anything you want to get across to our listeners or anything you want to say as we wrap? Um, I, I think the, the one thing is that um, you have a lot of people watching you every day, whether it would be in the OR or dropping off your patients in the ICU. And being a CRNA in general is a leadership role. And the number one thing that we need to do in, in our environment is to, su to support each other and extend love and kindness. And I think that this program has been incredible with those aspects being the focus and it's been a wonderful experience and also thank you guys for being so supportive and loving and kind and inviting me on this podcast um, absolutely you'll be back again oh my sure number four right. <laughs> <laughs> all right sharon well i think it's a wrap i think so sharon if they like our show and want to help us grow how can they help us well the best way to help us to grow is to share us on social media like Caroline you. does all the time for us. Yep. Um, tell all your friends. Um, uh, we grow by word of mouth. That's right. We're in the top 50 medical podcasts in the country on the way to number... Number one, just like we are in the CRNA community, right? We are. Thank you to all our listeners. That's right. We couldn't do it without them. Until next time. It's a wrap.
Hey CRNAs, it's time to simplify your continuing education. Welcome to CRNAeducation.com, your trusted provider for CPC core modules and a plethora of Class A CE credits. You can explore 43 detailed articles covering various anesthesia topics, all from your favorite device, anytime, anywhere. And with over 40 pharmacology CE credits, meet your state board requirements effortlessly. Whether you need a few credits or everything to recertify, we have what you need. Just complete your credits online without any subscriptions or recurring charges. You can trust in our 100% CRNA-owned platform, established in 2011, ensuring you receive the best in customer service and educational content. Ready to learn? Go to crnaeducation.com making continuing education easy and accessible. And don't forget that support is always a quick email or a text or phone call away. To sign up and learn more, just go to crnaeducation.com. Today's show is brought to you by the folks at CRNA Financial Planning an independent consulting firm that offers financial planning services exclusively to CRNAs and their families. From planning for a child's future college expenses to building a predictable income stream in retirement, the firm is committed to offering you comprehensive financial services customized to fit your unique needs and objectives. If you have questions about your financial future, get them answered. Call the team at 855-304-3748. That's 855-304-3748. Or go online to crnafinancialplanning.com. Hi, this is Jackie Rolls, President of the International Federation of Nurse Anesthetists and President and Founder of Our Hearts, Your Hands, a global anesthesia support community that takes donations to allow nurse anesthetists in low and middle income countries to go to educational programs, buy equipment, or textbooks. Your donations are tax deductible, and we would appreciate your support. Be sure to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and anywhere you like to listen to shows. Also, be sure to check out beyondthemaskpodcast.com. Each episode is posted there with a corresponding blog post, and we timestamp important parts of the episode to help you quickly get to the content you're looking for. Also, check out the special series section on the site. You can follow along and catch up on the CRNA History Series, episodes specifically about political conversations in the industry, or try the CRNA Personal Finance Series. It's all on beyondthemaskpodcast.com. And if you have a question for the show or want to be a guest or even suggest a particular topic, fill out the contact form on the site or send an email directly to us at info at beyondthemaskpodcast.com. And lastly, let's take the conversation social. Check out our Beyond the Mask podcast Facebook page and Facebook group.